Blog Talk Radio. Energy NASCAR Cup Racing in New England. So if you like living out loud, we mean really loud, then come get your loud on at the Foxwoods Resort Casino 301, July 20th through 21st. Tickets start at just $40. Get yours today at NHMS.com. This is NASCAR driver Brad Keselowski, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio. Good evening from Doug and Nation. I'm Tim Despain. Stephen Wilson has the evening off. Joining me on the pit box here, live from Dega, my good friend Scott Revis, driver of the number nothing hauler there for JD Motorsports and NASCAR Experience Series. Scott, how you doing this evening, brother? Doing pretty good. Trying to stay out of the, this mess we got outside. It's hotter than holy hell. I, I was going to ask you how damn hot it was in Gaffney, South Carolina. Well, I guess it's hotter than holy hell, right? It wasn't as bad as Daytona. I think I saw the devil. He turned around and went back home. It was too hot. <laughs> I don't blame him. And, that, uh, you know, talk about hot. You know, like you mentioned Daytona there. Last year in Dawson, whenever we talked to you, that's probably – I mean, there was not a breeze or nothing there at that throwback weekend there at, at Dawson. That's probably the hottest I've ever been at a, at a racetrack, probably, probably besides Charlotte. Now, I got to throw Charlotte in there. This past May, for you and I was up there, it it was hot in Charlotte too, and you and was, you had mentioned that y'all you had mentioned that you had to go get some more water up in Charlotte, didn't you, Scott? Oh yeah, we went through. Oh God, I don't know about twenty eight cases of water. So you do twenty eight times forty. Uh, do the math. Just around nine hundred bottles of water. It was. We hot, went through. Thirty-two cases this weekend, and 
15 cases of Gatorade. Yeah, like, yeah Scott, whenever them, whenever the clouds come up, whenever y'all had that rain down there, the rain was off and on down there at Daytona and National Speedway, did it cool down any or was it still sticky hot with the humidity? As soon as it quit raining, it, it got worse. I mean, it's because all that steam's coming from the ground, from the sun, heating up the asphalt. It was it was horrible. Now, when the sun went down, it was tolerable. It wasn't really that bad. It was just very humid. That's right. And, uh, it's kind it's of funny. I opened up my back. Oops, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So I would, Scott, finish up. <laughs> I, I realized how hot it was today. I opened up my backpack. I started to do laundry to get ready to go to Kentucky. And I went through three sets of clothes both days, and I just opened my backpack. And I was like, oof. <laughs> yeah, they're, 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 they're right. <laughs> Sort of like the old, the old, uh, the old football high school locker room, huh? Exactly. Amen, <laughs> brother. And Scott, let everyone know the number to call in is two one five three eight three thirty six eighty one. Again, I'm Tim Mustaine here in Talladega. He's uh, Scott Rivas there in Gaffney, South Carolina, filling in for Stephen Wilson tonight. And like I said, uh, Scott uh, Ross Chastain, he put the college Jeez. number sixteen in Richard Lane there at Daytona. And he busted the watermelon, brother. I mean, and I think you were the one that started him out busting that watermelon. But that young man, he's he's a damn wheel man, brother. I venture to say, in between trucks and Xfinity, he's probably the best driver out there right now. Exactly, Scott. And uh, if I can, Scott, uh, let's go ahead and listen to him. It's a pretty long media center audio there, but I'm not going to play everything, but I want to listen to a little bit about Ross Chastain after he won that race there in Daytona this past weekend in the media center. So let's listen to that, Scott. We'll be right back. If I can have your attention here in the media center and up in the press box here in the wee small hours in the morning at Daytona International Speedway. We are joined by members of our race-winning team uh, for the 18th annual Circle K Firecracker 250 powered by Coca-Cola we have team owner Matt Collig, team president Chris Rice, and crew chief Alex Yance. I'm going to start down the line. Uh, Chris, let's start. First first win for this organization. Big night for you guys. Huge night, but not only is it first win, one, two, three. I just told Matt right over here on the golf cart, I said, you know, our first year looked too easy. We made the, made the playoffs with Blake Cook. We made this look too easy. I, I don't expect it anymore. So <laughs> it was pretty awesome. Ross Chastain, Justin Haley. A.J. Allmendinger, hats off to those guys, but everybody at Collie Racing is what made this happen. Matt, how sweet was this night for you? Like, extremely sweet. Uh, you know, we talked all week. Actually, we've been talking for a couple months about dro- just uh, trophy hunting. Uh, that's what we've been calling it, just trophy hunting. And we said if uh, at Talladega we had two cars in the race, and if we didn't wreck them, then we'd run a third. And the only reason we didn't run four today is because we don't have enough cars. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, no, Ross ran a great race. Uh, really proud of him. Really proud of the whole team. Uh, Chris, Alex, I mean, everybody involved um, did a great job and uh, couldn't be more proud. First win. We're at Daytona. <sighs> Alex, what about you? Oh, this is an amazing feeling. Like, I kept looking around at the car chief and Chris, and I, I was like, is this really happening? This is really happening. Not only did we win, but Colleg Racing just finished one, two, and three and swept the stages. Like, I mean, it was, it felt like it was a dream, and obviously a dream come true for sure. The dream come true season continues for you. Ross Chastain, winning driver, uh, walk us through your win. Man, I, I can't walk, I don't, I don't know, it's all a blur, but it all starts with people. I mean, it's not just a PR thing you say. It's, for me, this is what it's all about. It's all about the people, um, and the people that got me in this car, and, and then Matt Colley, Chris Rice, helping put all this together is man it's just it's great it's what the good lord puts in front of you and and he put these people in my path for no reason that any of us saw coming and it's all for a greater reason and i'm good with whatever he gives and it's been the darkest of times but it's also been the best times of my life this year and getting to work and getting i mean like chris said it earlier five years ago or so me and him were fighting for you know just mad at each other all the time like physically i thought we were going to fight and and when this deal came together, he called me and said, come up to the shop. We're talking alone. Nobody else was there. We sat. We stood in the middle of the shop. He explained his side. I explained my side. We shook hands, and we said, we're going to go take over the world. And that's what Matt Colley wanted to do with us. He wanted us to, to go win trophies, go trophy hunt. And 
I think I'm going to drive this car and take it up to your house because I don't I don't think I'm ever going to get the right to drive this car again because I think it's Oh, it's done. It'll never race again. You'll see it in a museum at Collie Racing. It ain't pretty, racing. We can build some more. Didn't you see them other two? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that's I don't know how to describe my race though. I mean, super aggressive. Um almost wrecked down there in one with Justin as just how you have to be and I told these guys at the beginning of the year, especially after the first Daytona race, I said if you see in how how much track position meant if you want me to race for the win we may crash on lap five and they were good with it um the only thing was don't crash with your teammates so at least leave somebody out there for college racing to go win so bringing three cars here was was unprecedented we got the 16 car in victory lane i mean it's um it's incredible good deal we're going to open the floor up for questions if you have a question please raise your hand we'll get a wireless mic to you we'll start with matt and go to christian Matt Weaver, Auto Week. I'll start with Ross, and then I have one for everyone else, too. Um, early on in the race, I'd say end of the first stage, whenever it was, uh, you and Tyler had kind of got together racing for the lead, kind of walled him a little bit. But it felt like you were driving pretty darn aggressive. Were you trying to make that statement early on that, that you're not lifting, you're not getting out of the way, you're going to make them take the win from you? I think he got me mixed up with that Kamosaki guy. So, um, yeah. But you guys were driving aggressive. Well, yeah, though. you have to, man. Yeah. He and his car was so fast. Obviously, he qualified on the pole, but but we were just as fast, and I just had to keep him behind me. And I was just really late on that block. Honestly, I wasn't aggressive enough. If I'd have been aggressive, he would have never got to my right rear. And once we got up there and got hooked, I was almost full lock left, just trying to stay off of him. But um, we were really tight at that point, and they did make a good adjustment when we put two tires on or the, whatever you did. I thank you because it was better the rest of the race. Um, but, yeah, it. Um, I, I mean, you have to be aggressive. There's no other way around it. And for Chris and Alex, um, the, the Daytona 500 this year, Hamlin, Gabe Hart, and Lambert had won that race, and it was kind of a cool story because it was three late model guys coming to win uh, the biggest race in soccer racing. And this is kind of similar because – Chris, you're from a, a late model background, crew chief. Your whole life has been short track racing. And Alex, yours as well, Martinsville 300 winner. Uh, for you guys, a bunch of short track guys. Uh, Ross, short track guy too. You, you've worked your way up the ranks. There's a bunch of blue collar guys coming to, to win at the World Center of Racing. And Matt kind of put that together. So just for all four of you guys being, you know, blue collar, hardworking guys winning at Daytona. Yeah, it, it really is. And it's no secret what we're doing here. You know, Alex Schantz is a. Uh, He's a, a fresh crew chief, and um, he's under uh, and he he he'll vouch for it. He's under my wing, and we're we're taking his ten car, and we're gonna next year hopefully run full time with it with Alex Shanks crew chiefing it full time, and then I'm gonna stand behind all of these pit stalls and and complain to all of these crew chiefs. But right now he's, you know, we're we taking this car, and and with Ross's help, we're just mentoring a crew chief that that deserves a shot or a racer that deserves a shot, and that's what we're doing with Alex. And uh, he works real hard on this car, works real hard on the eleven car. So uh, it, it's been fun to take a late model racer like Alex. I used to really despise racing him back in the late model days, but now I love him because he'll push every limit there he is. So uh, it's been fun. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty surreal that we that we just started this thing four years ago. And, uh, you know, I had a dinner one night that was with Blake Cook and uh, with Chris Rice, and we kind of went through what it would look like to actually uh, own a team or what, need, what you need to start a team and how much the, the money, how much money it costs and everything else. And, uh, you know, we put that on hold based on a lot of different things for about five months, and then we got back together in November, December of, uh, um, I don't even remember what year. Yeah, 16, 15? Right. So this is our fourth season, and so it's just really cool to see how everybody's grown. So Alex and, and Chris and uh, Micah and Lenny and, I mean, everybody we have at College Racing – now we've got a big old race shop, and, uh, you know, again, we finished one, two, three at Daytona uh, in our fourth year. Um, so it's cool. I like the marketing aspect of it. I like the sponsorship aspect. I like the business end uh, of NASCAR. I think it's a great sport. These guys are racers. I didn't grow up racing, but, uh, you know, in being able to showcase Lee Filter, and now we had Ellsworth Advisors, our financial services business, on the car for the first time, I think that's a good luck charm. Uh, but that's what I like about it, and uh, the fact that we get trophies and we get to win and just keep growing our business and our businesses uh, is what I like about it. 
It is, man. You hear what he said. He likes the business in NASCAR. You have to like it to make it work, and he makes it work, and he does incredible things behind the scenes to make us uh, available to be able to bring race cars to the track, period, let alone fast race cars, race cars that all, all qualify good and all race good. Um, but, yeah, just I grew up racing at New Smyrna. Back up from that, I was a kid, and we camped outside turn one in the mud. We'd go over to Home Depot, get all their pallets, make a, and then buy plywood and outdoor carpet, make a floating dock. And, like, that's not even, like, spinning it good. It was terrible out there. And, like, it was hot. Always a rain delay. Like, you just know it. And we were just race fans. And then 12 years old, my dad wanted to get me into racing as a hobby. And we start racing over at Punta Gorda Speedway, which is now 417, and then turn 17, 18 years old, come run New Smyrna Speedway 2010 and 11 win World Series of Asphalt Stock Car Racing in the last limited late model division uh, series they ever ran there against guys we should have not have beaten. It was the same story back then. Like We ran a 1,000-pound spring and an 1,100, and I had to run across the apron in three and four to make that thing turn every night, and we qualified on the pole, and we won three races that night or that week, and we won the championship, and that's when we realized we should look at NASCAR. But, yeah, it's, we've all came from the same thing, and we've all watched Daytona, you know, casually as race fans or once we all got into racing. I know when – I bet when you were running late models, you watched the Daytona races and, like, man, I want to get there. Yeah. And you're freaking here, man. Well, it's a dream come true. It really is. I mean, it just – like I said earlier, it just – it doesn't even feel real yet, you know. And, you know, watching Ross, and it kind of sounds like – Ross and Chris had a little bit of the same relationship Chris and I had, so which makes the story even funnier, and we hadn't really looked back at that yet. But, um, I mean, it's just an amazing feeling to, to take what Matt and Chris started from nothing and then, like you said, four years later, one, two, three, and sweep the stages. I mean, it can't get any better than that. And it just says says so much about what they've built and, and how strong of a, of a race team and, and shop we have. And it's just uh, it's a great thing to be a part of. And Scott, that was Ross Chastain, Matt Colleague, and uh, Chris Rice there, uh, team manager there in the uh, media center at Daytona after they won the Firecracker 250 there. And you had mentioned, you and Ross, y'all are big buddies. Y'all been tight for a long time. I think you probably implemented this deal with the busting the water belt and everything. And, and everything. Have you talked to Ross since he won uh, this Xfinity Series race there with uh, Colleague Racing at Daytona? No, I haven't talked to him yet. I'll probably get a chance to talk to him this weekend uh, in Kentucky. Um, but yeah, the water bill, that's a pretty cool deal, ain't it? And the, the, the thing that I had a, a little part, a little hand in that whole deal is pretty cool. Because if you look at all the pictures when he won the Xfinity race last year with Chip Ganassi and DC Solar, you see him up, he's got the watermelon up up above his head, and I'm hiding down beneath the car trying to stay out of all the damn pictures. And, uh, cause, Obviously, I didn't work for Ganassi, but his parents had made sure that I had some watermelons, and I took them over there, and everybody's looking at me like I'm, you know, an alien, and I'm like, no, just watch. <laughs> and uh, handed him the watermelon, he texted me the next day, and he said, you know, this is awesome. I have never thought of it, and he's continued to do so this day, and we're probably going to see a couple more of those watermelons this year. I will agree. And, Scott, uh, don't take this the wrong way, but with you trying to stay out of sight, behind the car you're a fairly large large <laughs> gentleman and uh listeners i'm not saying i'm saying he's large he's big he's not fat he is huge scott how, how did you squat behind that car keep everybody seeing um i don't know i can tell you this is a pain it hurt to get up <laughs> my knees couldn't <laughs> take it very well and and to to add to that, while I'm thinking about it, uh, you uh, you come back to fueling some of the cars too. And here at Talladega City Speedway at my home track, I got some pictures of you fueling the cars. Let everybody know exactly how much that gas can weighs. And NASCAR does let the gas the gas the fueling guy go over the wall to a certain extent, and somebody puts that gas can up on your shoulders. Correct? I think you tell me it's about 100 pounds, 105 pounds weight for you to put that fuel into that into that car. Yeah, it's about 97 pounds full up, and uh, it's only 97 pounds for about two seconds. Uh, once that thing hits it, that can empties in about four seconds. Turn around, grab another one, and, and 
Do it again. And Scott, you've been around the sport long enough too. I want to pose this question to you. Uh, whenever we used to have the uh, the gas man and the catch can man, and then we went to that to that to that fuel cell that dumps everything in it, and it and it breathes everything like you mentioned. Once you plug into that to that adapter there on that on that fuel cell on that uh, race car, is it a lot better than what it was back when we had that? The the other the catch can man that had to open the valve and everything does it does it um, looking for the word to say Scott does it does it suck it in there pretty quick into that into that fuel cell now rather than what it did when we had the catch can guy. Oh yeah, I mean, it's a lot easier to to tell when it's full because if you notice the hose going from the can to the fuel head, it'll start. Uh, it's almost like a jacuzzi. I think it's kind of what it looks like. Just it starts bubbling up and then you you know you're good to go and it's it's time to unhook, but for the most part, you're going to leave that thing in there until the jack drops, just to make sure you want every drop in there you can get. And uh, the only crazy part about doing it that way versus with the catch can, you know, there's going to, there's going to be some fuel that hits the ground, so if you're unfortunate enough and look that hits it the wrong way, uh, you can look up YouTube and see Brenda Gones, the gas man, look like a firebomb. That's right. Scott, I think Suzanne's got our guest over there in the training room. But I I want to ask you one more question. You know, I have watched you through my years of being the media guy here at Dagon going to the tracks that Suzanne and I go to. And to lubricate that, I mean, now fans don't take this the wrong way. It's a male-female type deal. Do, do you use Vaseline to lubricate that head on that? on that Sunoco gas can, or what do you use? I, I was thinking I seen you put some Vaseline around it. Uh, no, I'll be using Pam cooking spray. Pam cooking spray. And that's the same thing that drivers were using back in the day whenever they could lock bumpers. Also, they would spray that Pam cooking spray on the bumpers to where they wouldn't. Am I correct, Scott, on that deal? Oh, absolutely. They didn't use that, but anything that, that would keep it from sticking to each other. But Pam seems to work best for me as far as the fuel heads. I've tried Zylock and Vaseline and everything else, but Pam's the quickest and just the easiest, cheapest. <laughs> and uh, it works real well. You got that right, brother. And let's go ahead and bring on our guest, Scott. We've got Public, public Relations Director at Kentucky Speedway, uh, Mr. Tim Bray. Let's bring him into the pit stop. The team is painting Scott Reeves. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Mr. Tim Bray from Kentucky Speedway. How you doing tonight, brother? I am well. How are you? I'm doing good. Tim, thank you very much for taking time to come on. Like I mentioned earlier, uh, I'm Tim Despain here in Talladega. My good friend Stephen Wilson, SpeedwayDigest.com. He's right outside of Richmond. He had to take the evening off. He has a severe case of bronchitis. But I've got my good friend, hauler driver for J.D. Motorsports and NASCAR Finish Series, Scott Rivas has joined us. And, uh, Scott, if I want to let you ask uh, ask Tim Bray a couple of questions and talk a little bit about your haul up there this coming weekend in Kentucky. And Tim, I have a couple of questions, and we'll let you jump out of here. Tim, thank you very much for calling in. Hey, no problem. Uh, not too many questions. Just Kentucky's gotten to be one of my favorite racetracks. And uh, uh, this year's schedule is a little tight for me, but other than that, that's got nothing to do with you. Um, are there any I guess what I'm looking to say. I, don't, I haven't looked at the schedule all that that uh, clue. I don't know the word I'm looking for. Um, are there any pre-race activities this year for the fans? Oh, there's plenty of pre-race activities. Um, the thought is, uh, you know, when you go back 20 years, you got to figure out something new, right? So it's uh, <laughs> the 20th season of racing at Kentucky, and uh, so we've got some new things and. Uh, uh, I think you'll enjoy uh, both Friday and Saturday, and of course the trucks are on uh, Thursday night as well. So we got 
three straight days, triple header. Uh, all three are at 7.30 at night. And uh, so that's going to make it very interesting with the, the change in the the, uh, the daylight to nighttime of the racetrack. And in addition to that, you know, the handling of the cars and all of that. So, But uh, when you think about the, the free race activities, um, most of it's centered on Saturday. But uh, we are going to have uh, the Budweiser Clydesdales uh, coming up on uh, Friday in our display area. And so fans are going to be able to go out and um, see them. Um, there's two that will be on display. And uh, uh, I don't know if you've ever been up close and personal with a, a Clydesdale, but they're a big horse. <laughs> and so uh, you might even get your chance to uh, have – uh, your picture taken with them. So uh, well, that's going to be good. And Trackside Live is uh, hot both uh, Friday and Saturday. Jose and the guys have got uh, a lot of different drivers on and some of our personalities. And so that's going to be huge as well. So, And if you look to the sky, the Lima Lima flight team is going to do a aerial d- demonstration. They're practicing on Friday, so that's free. <laughs> well, it's free on Saturday too, but uh, yeah, they're going to have a practice on Friday, and uh, of course on Saturday they'll do the real deal. That's awesome. The biggest question I've got for this that affects me personally and affects all my all my guys on the teams and will be asked, what's the weather been like up there here lately? Well, the, the greatest thing is is that we've got a forecast that we're really proud of. I think it. Uh, we're hoping that you all dry out. I mean, uh, I think it's going to be 86, 85, 86 degrees. Uh, the humidity is supposed to drop a little bit. So uh, we're very excited about our future weather. Now, anything can happen in Kentucky, but we're optimistic <laughs> that it's going to be a good, dry, safe weekend of racing. Well, that sounds great. Tim, he's all yours. Thanks, Scott. Again, Tim, thank you very much for calling in. Uh, I got the note today from you guys at uh, at Kentucky Speedway. Uh, y'all are doing a big deal there with this being the 20th anniversary race there. There's a lot of 20 uh, – the, the race fan experience and stuff with Quaker State. Can you talk a little bit about that and what and what the fans can expect and where to actually go to all that? Uh, Tim, but I hate to put you on the spot because there's so much here in this note that I got. Uh, <laughs> I, I figured – I figured you'd be the best one to tell us, brother. Well, there's no doubt that uh, with 20 years, you got to celebrate. So that's what we're doing. And this is the ninth cup race, which is kind of hard to believe, too. Back in 2011 was our first cup race. And, you know, we go all the way back to the year 2000 when Greg Biffle won. So, um, yeah, we are celebrating with uh, a lot of uh, special moments in Speedway history that we've been running on social media and in some of the local papers and things like that. But uh, uh, I think uh, when you look at it deep down inside, I mean, we've made a lot of careers. You think about Kyle Busch. He's been at it for, what, 15 years now? A lot of his success has been at Kentucky. He's won eight times in all the different series, from ARCA to the Xfinity Series, the trucks, and, of course, in Cup as well. So, you know, that's just one example that – I can go back and, you know, we talk about Justin Haley winning Daytona. Well, you know, you can go back to Stephen Like or David Gilliland winning um, in uh, the then a Nationwide Series, and now Xfinity Series at Kentucky, and nobody knew who those guys were either. So we've made some careers over the last 20 years. And, Tim, to let everyone know where your track is located, it's uh... – it's in Sparta, Kentucky, which Suzanne and I, we're going to fly out uh, Thursday morning headed your way. And, again, thank you for the media credentials that we got with our hard cards. I really appreciate that. We're going to head out. We're going to head your way uh, Thursday morning flying out of Birmingham. But sort of let oh, wonderful. some of our listeners know. Go ahead, team. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, no, it, it, I can tell you that uh, we are – just about 40 minutes southwest of Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, if you really dig into the weeds, 
you'll find that the airport is in northern Kentucky. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, we're about 40 minutes from uh, the river and uh, downtown Cincinnati, and we're about an hour north of uh, Louisville and about an hour north of uh, Lexington. So we're in that triangle uh, just along the Ohio River. Uh, the track sits about five miles south of the Ohio, and uh, it is um, a beautiful uh, space. There's no question. Um, just uh, rolling bluegrass hills, and it's you know, we got seven different campgrounds on property. So a lot of people camp, and uh, it's about the third largest city in the Commonwealth uh, when uh, we get it all said and done when we start on Saturday. So it's a it's a wonderful place to come. Uh, it's a mile and a half track. Um, we are working diligently to make sure that the drivers are confident and running two wide and three wide. And, um, you know, they've, this new aero package has worked so well for the mile and a half across all of the uh, different uh, tracks, both the ISC and SMI tracks. And we're anxious to, to bring that package uh, to light in Kentucky. And I really believe it's going to work very, very well. Our guys are, are, as I say, working really hard on the racetrack, and uh, we're going to put on a good show. And, Tim, my final question before I let you jump out of here. Uh, like Scott Ravis there, Hollow Driver J.D. Motorsports had mentioned about the weather. Uh, you know, they've been hot everywhere they go. And you you mentioned that we're going to be we're, – we're not going to be hot. We're not going to be with that, hum, that humidity, like Jerry Clower says, hot. Uh, in there in <laughs> Kentucky, but we're gonna race at night, and we got the truck series, we got the cup, the cup series, we got the Xfinity series race there. Tim, this is a real awesome opportunity for everybody around Kentucky Speedway to come up there and look and see all three series. Tim, there's a great opportunity to see the young drivers, uh, the guys that. Uh, are in the truck series and you know i've got a couple of veterans in there too like matt crafton and johnny Sauter. but and then you've got the xfinity guys and boy they've been putting on great uh you know shows all year with christopher bell and uh tyler reddick and that group and you're going to see those guys in cup very very soon and then you know uh, the monster energy nascar cup series uh, does such a great job and um you know they they have put on uh, great shows, and we feel like it's going to be a really good opportunity to see not only uh, the best of the, the veterans, but the young young drivers as well. All three nights, all at 730. Uh, com has all of the details on the schedule for all three days and tickets and camping and everything. Um, it's a it's a one-stop shop if you just dial it up and uh, – uh, I'm thinking um, that it really it, it's a, an opportunity to, to have not only the young driver, but the veteran as well. And did you know that every single driver that, in, that won last year at Kentucky is back to defend in their series that they ran last year? And that is uh, something of an oddity in NASCAR. So you've got Ben Rhodes defending in trucks, Chris Bell in the Xfinity series and Martin Truex Jr. going from back to back to back, which has never happened in Kentucky in the, uh, the cup series. And Tim, before we let you jump out of here, uh, thank any sponsors that you want to thank uh, for, for Kentucky Speedway, anybody that has helped you get to where you are at this time, we're going to, we're going to give you that time. Uh, <laughs> well, I can I can tell you that uh, you know Quaker State has been uh, such a great partner. They're the only um, sponsor that we've had in Cup, and that's this is their ninth year. So they're the oldest sponsor. Um, and you know you've got Alsco, which is a great sponsor in the Xfinity Series. They've expanded their base this year, and uh, the buckle up in your truck. 225 is appropriately named because the Ohio, I'm sorry, the Kentucky Department of Highway Safety has been a really good partner of ours over the years. And, and you know, seatbelt use in Kentucky among those who drive trucks is not as great as in passenger cars or SUVs. And 
So it's an opportunity for them to get get out there and and make sure that they understand and fans understand that you got to buckle up. And you know, uh, those guys are they're in the trucks and in the cars. Um, they're the pros, and they they have that five point harness on for a reason. So we're uh, we think that um, the Kentucky Department of Highway Safety is a a really great sponsor as well. So those three entitlements are very special to us. Hey man, Tim, again, thank you very much for taking time to come on our show here in Talladega with myself and Scott Rivas up in Gaffney, South Carolina. And we will talk to you Thursday evening. Susanna going to fly, Susanna and I are going to fly in there. Thank you very much for sending us our stickers to go on our hard cards. We've got our parking pass and looking forward to coming to Kentucky to Kentucky Speedway Thursday evening, Tim. Thank you very much and good luck on everything this weekend. Can't wait to meet you, brother. All right, we'll see you um, on Thursday night. Take care. Yes, sir. Thanks, Tim. Tim Bray there, Kentucky Speedway Public Relations Director there. Scott, uh, he touched on on a lot of stuff there. And, you know, you asked him some, some questions and this and that, and they're big on this click it to ticket, you know, with this seatbelt stuff, and I agree that that should be there. But, um, Scott, before we get, uh, what's I want to take a little quick break because I know you've got some breaking news that you want to throw out. But before <laughs> we throw that out, before we throw that out, let's take a little quick break and we will be back live. Uh, I'm Tim of Spain. Hey, Scott Rebus outside of Gaffney, South Carolina, there at J.D. Morpuff. We will be right back after the short message from Talladega, Super Speedway.
getting at it hot and heavy here in the opening lap. Derek Elmarola is around. The stars of NASCAR return for the Go Bowling at the Glen Weekend. August 1st through the 4th at the road course. Three times voted best NASCAR track, Watkins Glen International. Here in scenic upstate New York, the battle is very intense. All oh, the fans are loving it, too. He'll take over the top spot. Wait, get your tickets now at theglen.com. We're back live from Bega Nation. I'm Tim Spain alongside a, a color driver there, Scott Rivers, right outside of Gaffney, South Carolina. Uh, Scott, we just had Tim Bray come on, and I mean, he talked a lot about this weekend there. But uh, from what I understand, you have. Some breaking news, and let me find my breaking news button because <laughs> I know. Here it is. Let me find. It. And Stephen said it sounds like the Walter Cronkite deal from the 70s, but let's go ahead and play this. <laughs> Scott, you got the floor, brother. I had to play that button. You told me you had some breaking news, and I had to play that button. You got the floor. Let everybody know what's going on with Scott Revis there in the NASCAR Xfinity Series. Well, this, everybody here is going to find out first because my boss doesn't even know it yet. <laughs> but uh, after Kentucky, maybe I'd be after Loudon. I'll be leaving JD Motorsports to go to DGR Crosley. And I'll be riding, uh, running truck series, ARCA, and the Canyon now instead of just Xfinity. But God, I'm glad you took the there. time to announce it here. I'm glad you took the time to announce it here. I really do. And uh, that's the way you talk. That's going to be a lot more on you too, ain't it, brother? No, not really. Um, right now, just with happenstance, the way. Uh, people have come and gone and, and stayed and left, and I've been running all four teams here at JD's for about the past two months, and uh, so I'll be responsible for one team each weekend, and um, and they will be my only responsibilities, and then it's JD's is a great place to work. Johnny Davis is a, is a great man. My boss man, Brian Berry, I'd run through walls for. It's just time for me for a, a change of change the scenery and uh this opportunity came and i was got an offer that i just couldn't say no to and uh like i said even my boss man doesn't know it so if he's listening I hope i don't get yelled at tomorrow but because <laughs> i was going to tell him tomorrow and uh but i'm a uh, take time we hired a new truck driver today and i'm gonna take time to train him so he knows what to do when i leave and like i said my videos will stay the same just be on different days in different colors. Amen, Scott. Congratulations. She's going to still stay in contact with us where you can be my go-to uh, co-host if Stephen can't make it, correct? Oh, absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. And, Scott, before we jump out of here, uh, I wanted to let you throw that out there, but I want to uh, – uh, let me find – Stephen always does this, and I don't – normally get to do this. This is from MRN. Uh, I know you're going to drive up from set, from set, uh, Gaffney, South Carolina. Susanna flying up uh, Thursday from Birmingham. Uh, Kentucky's schedule of events. Uh, this is from MRN. I want to credit MRN all times or Easter. Thursday, July 11th, Gander Outdoor Stroke Series practices at 9.35 a.m. 10 to through 1025 a.m. No TV, no radio. Excuse me. I got a little. Okay, here we go. Gander Outdoors <laughs> Truck Series final fight at 705, 1155 a.m. No TV, no radio. Xfinity Series practice, 305 p.m. to 355 p.m. No TV, no radio. Thursday, July 11th, Gander Outdoors Truck Series qualifies at 405 p.m. Fox One has your TV, and I'm. I'm hoping Suzanne can get with me soon. I can get up there to the airport and get out of there. Xfinity Series final practice, 6 p.m. to 6.50 p.m. No TV, no radio. And then the race, the Gander Outdoors Truck Series. Buckle up in your truck, 
725, 7.30 p.m., MRN, if FS1 has your TV. Then we're going to go over to Friday, March Energy Cup Series Friday, 7.30 a.m. to 12.25 p.m., NBC, SN has your coverage. And then Monster Energy Cup Series Final Practice, 1.35 p.m. to 2.25 p.m., NBC has your TV. NASCAR Xfinity Series Qualifying, 4.15 p.m., NBC, SN has your TV. And then the Monster Energy Cup Series Qualifying, 6.05 p.m. on Friday, July the 12th, NBC, SN. And then the Xfinity Series Race, ASCO, 3.07.30 p.m., PRN has your radio. NBCSN has your TV. And then Saturday, Scott, we're racing in Kentucky. The Monster Energy Cup Series Quaker State 400 is at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time. PRN has your radio. NBCSN has your TV. And I can see now why Stephen has bronchitis because I can't read out. Scott, any any last things we need to talk about before we jump out of here? Um... No, I'm just curious to see how things roll this weekend for us. Uh, like I said, it's going to be one of my last races with the guys, so it'll be a little bittersweet for me. Like I said, I'm good friends with everybody over here and hopefully continue to be that way once I'm, once I'm gone. And then uh, see how our four cars do. Uh, we did get our first top five of the year this weekend with Stephen Light and Daytona. And uh, just curious to see how that kind of momentum will, will push forward for us. And then Beyond that, uh, it's kind of pretty much up there. Yeah, Scott, I want to thank you for a great run there with JD Motorsports. So, CJ, now we're we're going to be there for your last run there at Kentucky. I might. Suzanne mentioned maybe going to get a cantaloupe. Suzanne said, "Not doing a watermelon. <laughs> we don't want to mess with the watermelon deal there with uh, Ross Chastain." Suzanne and I might go get a cantaloupe and let you bust a cantaloupe on the. Uh, <laughs> On the gas can. How's that sound? We'll bust the camera oh, up on the gas special. can. Yeah, how's that sound, bro? Uh, that'll work. All right. And Scott, before I let you go, I want to let you thank anybody that has helped you get there to where you're at. And I want to thank you for breaking uh, what has become now a long-standing tradition with Scott Ravis and J.D. Motorsports. Thank anybody you want to, and we'll jump out of here, brother. We'll see you in Kentucky. I normally let do the big guys. I'm going to do the people that supply our drinks from Nova, the Sundrop Bottling Company and Comer Distributing Company down in Rock Hill. They're the Miller Light and Coors Light supplier of upstate South Carolina. They supply us with water and energy drinks and Arizona tea and all this stuff. And They got their little sticker on the car and it's hardly enough to see. They want to make sure everybody knows that they're out there and they take good care of us. And, uh, those guys will probably follow me up the Mooresville and uh, just looking forward to the new stuff and I guess I'll have a lot of new sponsors to talk about next time I'm on Amen brother Scott thank you very much for joining us I want to thank Tim Bray from Protection Speedway taking time out to come on also and Suzanne and I we're flying out but well, tomorrow we got a media deal at Talladega City Speedway, Scott, I'll be posting stuff on Media Center. On our media stuff, uh, Russell and Grant, they're inviting us out to eat tomorrow, and we're going to eat out of the press box there, and they're going to let us see the up. They're going to let us take pictures and see everything, what they're doing for this $50 million deal, but $50 million deal there. But, Scott, again, thank you very much for taking time to call in. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play your favorite song and my favorite song. And Scott, I, I, this, this is Nelly, and I will see you, Scott. Susan and I will see you in Kentucky Speedway on Thursday, brother. Safe travels up. We'll see you, man. All right, brother. Before I hit you from the blocks, I take it, you sleep.
I'm Matt DiBenedetto, driver of the number 95 Pro Core Toyota Camry, and you're listening to the Pit Stop with Tim DeSpain. <laughs> 